Hey y'all, welcome to season two. As promised, every episode of this season will be sponsored by a small business that I know and respect. So before this episode starts, here's a word from our sponsor of Mary Ellis Studios located in Bloomingdale, New Jersey. Hi there, Brittany here, owner of the brand new Mary Ella Studio, occupying the same space as my great-grandmother who had a successful luncheonette for over 40 years. At Mary Ella Studio, we believe yoga can be for everyone, regardless of flexibility or experience. We offer yoga for all ages, including kids and seniors, as well as beginner, intermediate, and advanced sessions. We hold craft classes, workshops, and more. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Ella Studios, and classes can be booked by downloading the Glowfox app and searching Mary Ella Studio. For a limited time, I am offering listeners of the Inner Calling podcast a free introductory class. To claim this offer, simply send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and mention the Inner Calling podcast. Thank you and namaste. the Inner Calling Podcast. This is your host, Amanda Nafash, and today I am welcomed, I am welcoming um, my guest, DJ Johnny Buds. Welcome, Johnny. Hello, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for being here. So um, for our listeners, just to get a little background info on what it is that you do, can you talk about what your position is and your business? Uh, well, I'm, I'm a professional DJ. Um, I own a DJ company called Elite Sound Entertainment, which uh, specializes in weddings and all different types of parties. Um, we're in our 19th year in business. Um, wow, that's awesome. Still going strong. So um, when you you started the business um, 19 years ago, was it just yourself or did you have a partner? No, it was just me. Um, you know, I was a DJ on the radio and stuff and... Um, people started asking me to DJ weddings and, uh, you know, I was a club DJ. I was a DJ on the radio and, you know, I, I frowned upon the wedding DJ because I always thought the wedding DJ was that goofy guy that does like the electric slide in the YMCA. So <laughs> I never got into weddings because of that. But then, you know, I had a lot of listeners who wanted to, me to DJ their wedding and they told me they wanted me because they didn't want that cheesy, goofy DJ. So I said, all right, I'll give it a try. And it just blew up right from there. That's awesome. So when did you um, become a DJ? Uh, a bedroom DJ, like, <laughs> <laughs> who didn't know what the heck he was doing. That was probably when I was 16. It took me five years, six years to figure out what the heck I was doing. And uh, probably by my early, um, probably like my 22, 23, 24 years old, I, I probably got my first bar gig. Like okay. A real club gig. or it wasn't really a club. It was a pretty rinky dick bar but <laughs> so when you first started um was that your goal was your goal to make that a career or was it just something you enjoyed um i didn't think i would make it a career um i just loved the music since i was a kid uh, i remember just being even like six seven years old playing music in my little bedroom and my mom screaming at me to lower the music i've always been into music you know all my life and i love all types of music all almost all genres of music i love and you know, I just, you know, I started getting to DJing, you know, listening to all the DJs that were on the radio in New York City back in the, I guess, you know, early 90s, late 80s, and uh, mm -hmm. started buying all my equipment, 
little by little and uh, started DJing in my basement and then finally got into a bar to DJ. I still remember it's called Players Club in uh, Garfield, New Jersey. <laughs> That's so cool. Building's still there, but it was something I still remember. It was probably 20 people in the bar and I thought I was a rock star. <laughs> That's so cool. I love to interview people um, on on this podcast who have been doing what they've been doing for a long time. And then I like to ask them questions about the beginning, because yeah. it's so often that people come across you after you're already established and um, you're well known and uh, people forget how long it takes to actually get to that point of your career. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. Do you remember like a benchmark of success for yourself? Um. Definitely, you know, like when in 1996, um, when KTU 103.5 in New York City came back on board, um, my best friend was involved in that, in that, in, in working at the, at the station at the time. And, you know, he got me on board and brought me onto the radio station. I was like a nervous wreck thinking, am I okay? Am I, am I, you know, am I good enough for this? You know, and he gave me a chance that I'll never forget. You know, I, st I still thank him today for that, for that shot. He put me on the radio and that's when my career actually really started, you know, being on the radio. Before then, you know, I was playing clubs and bars. It was cool. Mm -hmm. I had a regular full-time job. You know, I wasn't a full-time DJ. And, you know, the radio really, you know, created that platform for me that started the, the, the official DJ career, really. That's awesome. So as, you know, 19 years ago, technology has advanced so much, and so has the music industry, and just, like, in general, what people are into. How would you say you have adjusted, like, to every change in generations, in music, and technology, and your, you and your business? How have they changed? Yeah, I mean, 19 years is just elite sound entertainment. I was, I've been DJing almost, you know, probably 25, 20, almost 30 years, I guess. Oh, maybe. okay, yeah. So, you know, back in those days, it was, it was you know, records and vinyl. Mm-hmm. Going record shopping every Saturday afternoon, going to the record stores and spending hours just digging through records and buying buying vinyl and you know spending three hundred dollars on music that no one does today. Wow! You know, I would do that every week. You know, spending you know I still have all my records. I you know I can't imagine how much money I spent on buying vinyl records, but I still have them. So that that was obviously the big you know with, with DJing, the the technologies changed dramatically through the years from vinyl to CDs now digital mm -hmm. um it's, it's just changed dramatically you know and you just have to adjust you know adjust through the times yeah so um speaking of adjusting to the times i remember seeing on um facebook some things where your business was tagged in um through the through the period of time where large gatherings were not taking place especially in new jersey it was a longer period of time than in florida where you are located now um yeah. so I remember seeing that you guys were doing like, like street performances, right? Like you were still doing DJ things, even yeah, though we were, we were desperate. We just, you know, COVID hit us hard in Jersey, just like everywhere else. But Jersey was just, you know, shut down. And yeah, people, you know, we were going. My staff was going crazy. I was going crazy. You know, not just you know, we had so many weddings that were canceled and brides calling us up. I felt so horrible for all these brides that had to cancel. Mm -hmm. their weddings more than once we've had some brides that had to cancel three four times you know yeah. we, and you know we started getting calls people are like well, what can we do like what can we do to a get get out of the house yeah do what we love and b try to help people and, and help people celebrate still in, in some awkward way that you know it's not a time to celebrate but people still want to celebrate birthdays and or you know just getting out of the house so just want yeah. to so we thought about like we call them drive-by drive-by parties where mm -hmm. 
So obviously can't go inside the house at all. So people would gather in the front of the house and we would come by with our equipment and generator and just crank up the music and give them a little celebration during some really crappy times. Yeah. Yeah. That was so cool. And I remember, uh, I remember seeing it and I was like, oh my gosh, like that, like we did, everybody was doing drive-by parties in Jersey, but, yeah. but it was, some of them were just like drive-by parades. Like you had like the huge yeah. robot things going. Yeah. Like. You put the robot out, the, crank the music up. People, the neighbors are like, what the heck's going on? They come <laughs> outside and all right, let's party. Yeah. You know, everyone was desperate to just smile and dance for a little bit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so talking about the transition from New Jersey to Florida. So your business is still based in New Jersey. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So what is it like um, now being so far away and still running the business? Um, so far, so good. I mean, it's, it's not much of a difference at all. Honestly, I'm just not physically in the office. Um, mm -hmm. Some of my guys have even told me, geez, I, I hear, I hear from you more now than I did when you're in Jersey. Like, <laughs> like, you know, I'm still on day-to-day -day operations, still every day on the mm -hmm. computer, Zooms. You know, I have a really great staff back in Jersey. And my main guy, Raul, running a ship up, up north and mm -hmm. running the day-to-day -day operations. And uh, nothing's really changed in terms of that. Um, I got, I'm so grateful for the great staff that I've had for so long. It's a great group of people. And uh, I'm just traveling more, you know. I'm coming up on Thursday. Yeah. And, um, I'll be up all weekend. You know, all over so... So when you, um, are you the, the DJ who goes to events ever anymore, or do you just send your staff? Yeah, um, I, both. I have a staff. I have, you know, eight different DJs that, that do our events, but clients book me. They want me. They got me. Mm -hmm. so, for instance, I'm, you know, Saturday, I have a wedding in, up in Saratoga, New York. So I'll, I'm, I'm the DJ. I'm, I'll be doing that wedding. Okay, cool. Um, so we've talked about the radio a little bit and I was just wondering if there was any I always like to give people the opportunity to name drop if they feel they want to <laughs> uh was there any celebrities like that you remember like meeting or working with or just like having a really cool interaction with because of your job um yeah that, you know being on the radio you know you, you always get visits from from celebrities or you know or or, or just you know singers who have a new record out and they want to mm -hmm. come promote the record and radio so they always come to the station um, and then like Mariah Carey. Wow. And, yeah, she was a sweetheart. She was very nice. Um, yeah. That's surprising. <laughs> right? Yeah. I always like to ask these questions because a lot of times celebrities have like a persona and then their actual yeah. personality is not the same. So it's good to, yeah. it's good to mean, hear that hers is you're right. You're right. But you know, when it's, when it's TV or radio, they got to put on that sweet face because they want that record played. Yeah, that new record that's out now. They, you know, so they, yeah. you know, they got but you can see the diva right through her, but you know, <laughs> she didn't put it out. She didn't bring it out that day. She was very sweet. Um, I see a lot of, you know, we, we did a lot of shows with lots of different, you know, op, you know, tracks from OPP, like Naughty by Nature and Rob, Rob Bass, you know, who, who DJ, you know, actually performed at my wedding. I had oh, it's so cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lots, you know, lots of artists and lots of people just charity event with all the Sopranos hanging out with all them was really cool that's so cool yeah um so obviously you've met a lot of people you've done a lot of amazing things you've achieved a lot with this business do you have any goals um for like the next coming years or this coming year anything that you are like trying to achieve 
as personally and as a business? Um, you know, we never really try to reach or accomplish. We don't try to do too much. Um, I, I, my, if you're asking me what my goal is, just to keep on doing what we're doing. Just stay, stay strong and stay, you know, looking forward straight ahead. Um, this, this business is rough, you know, the, whether it's the DJ business in nightclubs and radio or in weddings, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of obstacles to, to, uh, to beat. So yeah. be able to just be as consistent as we have been all these years. That, that's enough for me. You know, if I can just continue being this, this consistent, it's, mm-hmm. you know, keeping my staff and keeping my guys happy, keeping our clients happy and just doing what we do and not trying to do too much, you know? Yeah. So um, I really liked hearing about your, like what you call a bedroom DJ. (laughs) Um, So as far as like someone who's trying to get into being a DJ now, obviously that looks a lot different than when when you were 16. Um, What suggestions do you have for sort of like somebody who's in your younger self's position right now? Uh, Yeah, totally different ball game you know financially it's not going to cost you a lot of money you know as it did for me you know you had to actually like i said you had to go out and buy that music now you don't have to go out and buy the music so that's a big obstacle right there for for the young kid who just can be able to gather up his music on a much easier uh, level than i did Mm -hmm. um nowadays you know same thing that just promoting yourself now with social media which obviously wasn't around when i was 16 you know use social media as, as as your platform and just be able to grow yourself and you know but most importantly you know you can be a great social media promoter but if you you stink as a dj you're not going to get nowhere so obviously you know always practice your craft is the most important thing you know um yeah and and just just be be humble don't be you know don't be some raging maniac who thinks he's better than everybody else because that pisses a lot of people off real quick in this business yeah for sure i'm sure there's a lot of um ego that goes into that yeah yeah, I, 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 I'm 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 comfortable doing this right now because I, I don't like talking about myself. I probably like to think I have a lo- a small ego. So having this conversation <laughs> is making me feel a little awkward because I, I think I'm being a little egotistical maniac right now. <laughs> no, but, but this is I mean like this is the the cool thing about this podcast is I get to interview people who are doing what they want, and that's really all that it's about. Um, and it's yeah. it, like I like to ask like you know like what I just asked you like what advice would you give, um, to someone young starting out because I think. Like I said earlier, we see the final product, and especially as young people who are now getting really um, accustomed to instant gratification, it's very hard to stick to something um, if you're not immediately good at it or if you're not immediately finding some type of success, like whether it be with money or with attention, like social media. And so um, I really like to highlight just how much goes into becoming, um, you know, whatever that quote unquote finished product is. because I think it inspires people to try a little bit harder and to just like stick with something a little bit longer. Yeah. I mean, another thing that DJ should all, you know, all do like even I, you know, I did this in the early 2000s, you know, you start remixing and producing music as well, not just playing the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was on the radio, I, I started getting into remixing and I, I remixed a lot of music and a lot of songs and that's a whole different platform that, that really, you know, steps up your platform as a DJ too, when you have, production behind uh, under your belt as well you know i I remixed like songs for sierra and missy elliott and brandy and uh nxs kim sazi you know i did a lot of remixing Mm -hmm. which really kickstarts your your dj uh career as well so that's another thing i would definitely you know tell the young kids now just try to get into production as well yeah that makes sense did you have any 
formal training or did you do everything yourself? I, no one taught me a thing. I, wow. I, no formal training. It took me a long time. You know, <laughs> I, I, I forget who it was. That was someone recently said, hey, I found one of your cassettes. We, might, you know, we were moving and I found your cassette from, from 1989. I'm like, oh my God, throw that away. It must be horrible. <laughs> It took me forever to find, figure out what I was doing, but you know, um, no, I, I I learned everything on my own. Never wow. training. I didn't even really have any DJ friends then who were we would like get together and practice together. I just it was all on my own, really. Wow. It took me so long to figure it out, but that's how you know something's your inner calling, right there. <laughs> yeah, just like I just kept on doing it, and I'm like, I'm gonna, I gotta get better at this, you know. And yeah. Should interview my mom. Should tell you how annoyed I made her with the music being so <laughs> all those years yeah. <laughs> yeah a huge a huge part of being able to like really follow your passion is having people around you that support it <laughs> yeah yeah she's just like turn that damn music down in her Irish little accent you know but <laughs> dealt with it yeah um Okay, well, I want to thank you so much for being on today. This was a really awesome conversation. Uh, and I also want to give you the opportunity to tell everyone where they can find your business in Jersey, uh, anyone who's interested. And out of Jersey, it seems, because you travel for work, so. Yeah, when we're in Saratoga, New York this weekend. So, we, we you know, most of our business is in New Jersey and, and New York City, but we, we do, we've we traveled. I think we did a wedding in St. Louis last year, but uh, we try to stay around in the tri-state area. Um, or, you know, the name of the company is Elite Sound Entertainment. That's the website as well, EliteSoundEntertainment.com. Mm -hmm. um, you can find us on Instagram. We have the podcast. You know, my podcast is uh, Johnny Bud's Hit Factory, which I still do weekly or bi-weekly podcast and mix shows. Um, we we have it for the company as well. So, you know, all over the place on on social media too. Uh, obviously, Instagram and Facebook. That's awesome. And for those of you listening who um, couldn't catch that, I will be writing all those in the caption. So if you have any questions about contacting them, you should be able to find that on my social media at Intercalling LLC. Uh, once again, thank you so much, Johnny, for being on here. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. It's very nice uh, having this little chat. Yeah, absolutely. This has been another episode of the Intercalling Podcast.